You're listening to the Quince podcast. With Russian troops circling Ukraine's capital Kyiv, the worsening Ukraine-Russia crisis has sent the global economy in a frenzy, with oil prices soaring past the $100 mark for the first time in 7 years and stock markets across the world crashing. Crude oil prices led the way in the most impact with Brent touching $105, European gas prices surging more than 30% and the Russian ruble plummeting to a record low against the dollar on 24 February. The Dow Jones fell 1.38% and the Nasdaq lost 2.6%. The crypto market also took a hit with the Bitcoin falling below $35,000. This crisis comes just as countries start recovering from the impact of COVID-19 on their economies and the spike in oil prices is especially worrying for India who imports more than 80% of its oil. The spike in crude oil prices could result in higher fuel prices for the Indian consumer as well. The full-scale invasion by Russia also pushed the Indian stock market benchmarks to log one of their worst days in nearly two years, with Sensex and Nifty tumbling 2.5% each in opening trade on 24 February. So, how exactly is the Indian economy going to be impacted by this geopolitical crisis? How well placed are we? And if you're a young investor listening in, what should you do with your investment in light of this geopolitical flux? To understand the impact on the economy, you'll be hearing from J.P. Morgan's James Sullivan and Indranil Singh Gupta from CLSA India, a global investment group. And for the young investors listening in, we have Vibhav Sangvi from Avendus Capital. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Emmat. Before we dive into the economic impact, let's get a quick sense of where the Russia-Ukraine crisis is at the moment. At the time of recording this episode, airstrikes and gunfire incidents have been reported in Kyiv, with Russia reportedly circling the capital city. While Ukraine has claimed that over 1000 Russian soldiers have been killed so far, Russian forces have said that 200 Ukrainian personnel were killed during the capture of an airport outside Kyiv. Martial law as of now has been declared in Kyiv. Though Russia has claimed that it is only targeting Ukraine's air defenses and bases, residential areas in the outskirts of Kyiv have also suffered heavy damage. According to an AP report, Ukrainians are now taking shelter in Kyiv's metro system. Early on 25th February, Russian forces also captured the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. However, all is not well in Russia as well, with thousands taking the street to stage an anti-war protest and stand in solidarity with Ukraine. Around 2000 people gathered in Moscow while up to 1000 people in St Petersburg. And in terms of international response to the crisis, the US, UK and EU countries have issued severe sanctions aimed at Russia's largest banks and also President Putin's inner circle. You can catch live updates of this ongoing crisis through the Quince live blog. Now coming to the focus of today's episode which is the impact of this unprecedented crisis on the Indian economy. As I mentioned earlier Brent which is the leading global price benchmark for oil drilled out of the Atlantic basin reached a 7 year high of $105 on 24 February. Crude oil prices also soared past the $100 per barrel mark. What this spike in prices basically signals is that there is a fear in supply side disruptions due to Russia's invasion in Ukraine. Russia is the third largest oil producer and the second largest oil exporter in the world. To put it in numbers, Russia produced 10.1 million barrels per day of crude oil and natural gas in 2021. With Russia now occupied with the invasion, the prices of Brent have increased since there is a growing fear of an imbalance between demand and supply. Add to this, many countries across the world have recently opened up their doors following the Omicron wave subsiding. So, 
how does this impact India? Well, it will essentially be an inflationary impact with the rise in prices affecting the current account deficit, which is the difference between the values of goods and services imported and exported. India's current account deficit in the quarter ending September 2021 was 1. Point, was 1.3% of the GDP or $9.6 billion. However, what is worrying though is that according to a 2019 RBI study, every $10 per barrel increase in crude oil prices on an annual basis will lead to an additional deficit of $12.5 billion. And with the tensions in Ukraine not showing any signs of de-escalations anytime soon, the price per barrel is expected to increase. So the question is, can the Indian economy take this hit? According to Indranil Gupta from CLSA India, a global investment group, India at present has sufficient forex reserves to insulate itself from any major economic impact and that the RBI can sell off some of this reserve to protect the rupee from any sharp depreciation. So I think, you know, as, a, as an economy, we should fade the, you know, uh, geopolitical tensions that we see, the Russia-Ukraine crisis that we see. Uh, my view is that uh, India has sufficient FX reserves to insulate itself from uh, any, any major economic impact. So uh, what we did is uh, run a simulation where we defined, uh, you know, the crisis as one where number one, uh, oil prices go to $150 a barrel for two months. And uh, there is $20 billion of outflow from foreign portfolio investors during these two months. Now, if oil were to go to $150 a barrel for two months, that's about $10 for the whole year. So you're seeing uh, that plus this FPI outflow at $30 billion total. Now, if you look at the RBI, uh, they have FX reserves of around $680 billion. And uh, $600 billion is where I would pitch as adequate. So that means you have $80 billion surplus FX reserves, and you will be called upon to spend $30 billion. So you would still have a watch list of $50 billion with you. So from that perspective, I think we are in a very, very different position than we were you know, in the former oil shock. Uh, whether it is 1972, 1979, or 1990. But hypothetically, if Russia in the short term is unable to adequately supply crude oil and energy, can other oil producers like the US, Canada, or Saudi Arabia fill these gaps? We took this question to James Sullivan, who is the head of APAC Equity Research at JP Morgan, and according to him, if Russia does go completely offline in terms of oil production, it will be very difficult for other countries to pick up the slack. It's a difficult one because we don't see so much extra slack, again, in the production and, and exploration side of things to really take up that demand. If Russia is completely taken offline, again, that's 12% of global oil production, which is a very bunchy number, one of the largest oil producers in the world. So it will be very difficult uh, for the other countries to, to take the slack up and really offset the price impact of that, which is why we're forecasting uh, really a fair oil price between 85 and 94 with upside to 120. Let's now move to how the Russian invasion impacted the Indian stock market benchmarks. Well, it's not good news. According to an Indian Express report, the stock market witnessed its biggest crash in nearly two years, plummeting by 4.7% and wiping rupees 13.4 lakh crore in investor wealth. Sensex on 25th February dived by 2700 points at 54,529 and Nifty crashed 815 points at 16,247. All sectoral indices, be it realty, banks, auto industry, IT or energy, suffered huge losses. The volatility index rose by 30%, the most since 2016 September. 
and fearing soaring crude oil prices, foreign investors also pulled out rupees 6,400 crore and moved this to safer heavens like gold, which witnessed a 13-month high. Though the situation looks bleak, Webb Sangvi from Avinders Capital says that in times of crisis like right now, markets do tend to stabilize in the medium term. He lists out the factors which will potentially help the market stabilize in the next month and what investors should do. Let's kind of uh, first try address immediate short term and then probably we'll go into the next term in terms of the events which we which are lined up. Yeah. Um, if you look at Russia, you know the event is over, and if you see on a historical basis that. After any invasion or after any of these events actually pans out, you see market kind of stabilize, and that is what we have seen after post liquidation. Uh, you know, yesterday, I'm not uh, at all saying that the volatility will ebb or will decrease. The volatility is here to continue. So, from a very immediate short-term perspective, I don't see you know uh, you know any merit to go and trade the markets. To be very honest, well, because you can get whips out uh, you know either ways. That that is one. Uh, from a medium term, not a medium term perspective, but for the next month perspective, if we see, there are three important events lined up. One is your UP election results. Two is the Fed meeting uh, by mid of March, and three LIC IPO. Now, all of these three have, in some ways, uh, may have some impact on the market. Maybe the liquidity, or maybe in terms of the valuations and so on and so forth. So probably March is also going to be volatile, unfortunately. And post that, we may see some stabilization. This is our sixth episode in our ongoing coverage of the Russia-Ukraine crisis. In our past episodes, we have discussed the reasons behind Russia invading Ukraine, the options that US and allies have, what may possibly deter Russia, and the situation on ground when the invasion began. If you have missed any of those episodes, you can find a link to them in our show notes. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts.